Welcome to the Frame Your Way Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Jefferson. I'm a wife, mama to two, and full-time photographer and business coach. I created this podcast with the aspiring photographer in mind to bring you inspiring stories, strategies to help you go from zero to multiple figures, and tips and tricks to help you get one step closer to work-life harmony. Are you ready to frame your way to your dream career? Let's dive in. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Frame Your Way Photography Podcast. I don't know what day of the week it is, um, but I'm here. (laughs) I want to preface this episode by saying that I'm recording this on April 9th during the COVID crisis with my children home. So I'm going to apologize now for any distractions or interruptions in advance, because I would be shocked if they don't. Um, But I'm really looking forward to today's show. I have Marissa here, and I'm very excited for her to introduce herself. So Marissa, can you introduce yourself? Thank you, Brooke. I'm excited to be here. Um, My name is Marissa Boucher. I own the Boudoir Divas studio in San Diego. So uh, the name says it all. We're a boudoir photography studio. but really these days I feel like we're just more of like a women's portrait studio um, in that we do a lot of branding shoots, just a lot of beautiful, gorgeous portraits. Um, and I would say only about 50% is boudoir these days, which is interesting. Um, but I got into this when I was pretty young, actually. Um, around 20, I started um, taking portraits of my friends and just realizing like, you know, for my photography assignments, I did go to you know, school for photography, I learned on film, and I was doing my assignments on them. And I could just see the, the glow and like the light in their eyes come on after a photo shoot. And it just grew and grew from there. And before I knew it, um, I was having um, paying clients driving to my little garage in the middle of nowhere. I am from San Diego, but I grew up in um, a really rural town called Ramona, California, very, very country. Um, and kind of known, had the stigma in San Diego of kind of being like um, the boonies, you know, that that's where like the, the ranchers live. So I was shocked when I was just running Craigslist ad and women were driving into to like my rural little guest house I was renting and I was doing shoots in the garage. And I remember one time this woman left and she was driving away in this amazing like Mercedes SUV. And I mean, my you know, my place was clean, but it was still a a garage, you know, it was very much a garage. And, um, that's, I just had this realization, um, that this could be so much bigger than I ever dreamed. Um, if people were, you know, going to these lengths to have a photo shoot with me. Um, and so kind of like the big boudoir divas dream came to my mind then at about 22 years old. And I just started slowly growing from, you know, a garage studio to a nicer garage studio to a nicer garage studio to eventually uh, renting a home and using the entire downstairs um, as my studio. And then eventually after that, that was the first time I went into like a warehouse and did a big build out in a warehouse. And we had a huge space. At one point it was like 6,000 square feet and I had seven employees and we were very high volume doing about two to three shoots a day was our goal. That wasn't what, always what we were getting, but that was our goal. Um, and then after that, I transitioned some, some difficult stuff. The 20-year-old Marissa that uh, 
you know, did this huge build out in the warehouse. Um, I, I wasn't business savvy enough to really get what I needed in writing in writing. And um, in 2014, they sold the, the landlord that I was renting from sold the building. And we were actually forced to not just leave the premises that we had made this amazing kingdom for boudoir, but we had to demo all of it. And in fact, the demo of it took just as much money to build it. And um, it was a really painful time um, in my life. And actually at that time in my life, I was also getting a divorce. So anybody who's been through divorce knows that that is just rough. (laughs) It's real rough. So it was kind of an ugly time and I had to regroup um, and just change our, totally change our business model. We went to a boutique uh, style business model rather than high volume. And, um, you know, our packages started at $2,000 instead of $200. Very, very different, but absolutely love that. Um, it was, it was a tough transition. And then since then, what's crazy, that was working well, actually, but I actually fell in love with the country singer. And at one point after doing long distance for four years, um, I cracked and said, all right, I'll move to Nashville. A lot of fun things happen in Nashville. That's for sure. Um, so now I'm here in Nashville, but I do fly back every six weeks and do shoots in San Diego. I kind of batch shoots and um, get it all done in, in like 10 days. But my studio manager is still there and she's shooting when I'm not there. So the Boudoir Divas studio looks very different than it used to, um, but it's still up and running. And I'm, I've gained so much knowledge over the years of all the different kind of business models you can have for photography, as well as kind of what to do in crisis, you know, like, um, whether like, for instance, what we're dealing with right now, but like also from a personal standpoint, like stuff happens, um, whether it's divorce or health issues or, you know, just, or you have to take care of a loved one, like crisis happens when you own a business and we have to learn how to be prepared and do our best to get through it. Um, and it's hard, you know, but I think that I've, unfortunately and fortunately gained a lot of knowledge in how to do that. <laughs> wow. Um, Marissa, listening to your story has been so fun because one thing you don't know is I've actually followed the Boudoir Divas for a very oh, time. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, for years. I'm one of those silent people that just watch <laughs> everything that you guys do. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah. So, so I've, of course, you know, fallen, fallen in and out. I'll, I'll read your emails, you know, for a period of time, follow you on social media, get mm-hmm. lost in the rabbit trail. And then of course <laughs> coming back. So that I just, I love it because again, my favorite thing about bringing guests on is showing everybody. It's not always pretty. Uh, it's mm-hmm. never- night a lot of people never get to see you when you first start they just mm-hmm. up. and I just think it's so important to go back to the beginning and to let people know you have to start somewhere and so listening to your story was amazing mm-hmm. I yeah I I'm just kind of blown away by it all <laughs> I honestly every time I tell the story it's falling out of my mouth and it feels new to me every time because it's just it's been such a wild ride. It really has. And I feel like what's amazing is my, uh, my business partner, Kimberly, she was a big part of the boudoir divas, but then she fell in love and, um, her husband had already had children up in Washington, so he couldn't leave. So she had to move up there to be with him. And they of course had 
three children together. So it was just impossible for her to continue flying down to San Diego. Um, and so when she and I uh, decided that she was no longer going to be a business partner of mine, um, we remained friends, of course. And I was talking to her. We've been texting back and forth the past couple of days because she's going through old hard drives. And she's sending me these images of things that we have done together in our life. And I'm like, just yesterday I was texting her. I'm like, oh my gosh, we've lived like 20 lifetimes already. Like we've had such a beautiful life. Like she's texting me pictures of us behind the scenes doing shoots in like Venice and Paris. And then like goofing off at in Versailles wearing like Marie Antoinette costumes. Like we've just done like so many fun, crazy things. And um yeah, yeah. But sometimes my story even kind of blows my mind about what uh boudoir and photography in general, like the immense joy and beauty it's brought into my life and some hardship too. I'm not gonna lie, but that's just being a business owner. That's not photography. Absolutely. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty wild. Um, also, okay. So the other thing that I was like getting excited about was you telling me that you fell in love with a country singer and <laughs> yeah. moved to Nashville because before this crisis hit, my husband mm -hmm. and I were trying to plan where we wanted to go for our uh, five-year anniversary this oh. year. And Nashville has been on my list for such mm -hmm. a long time. And then you guys, speaking of crisis, you just went through a tornado. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Was so that I, to you? Um, yes. So I, uh, I love Nashville and it has all the magic that everybody hopes that it'll have when they come here. It is amazing. Um, but the tornado definitely freaked me out. Yeah, we were, we were, we were hit by it, like actually hit by it. And, um, our apartment building was like completely wrecked. And so we had to, luckily we were okay. It was pretty traumatic though. Like I remember when I watched the movie Twister, I thought it was so like over dramatized. Like there's no way it's like that intense. You just think that it's going to be like strong wind, but like, no, it's nothing I ever, like, it's so it was so outrageously intense just being in it and waiting for it to pass and just hearing it demolishing the building structure around you it was wild. Um, but yeah, we, we had to find a new place to live, which was challenging because there were actually about 5,000 displaced people because it hit some really big apartment buildings downtown. And so trying to find a new home to live in, scrambling during this COVID stuff, not being able to hire movers. Um, and what was wild about it was we were on the fifth floor. So all the elevators and the stairwells were inaccessible. It was that crazy. And so, um, trying to move your stuff from floor number five in a parking garage that barely will fit a regular size pickup truck was like, Oh, I'm just so glad that we're through that. But yeah, that was I another yeah, I, Wild ride. <laughs> I had my first, so I live in Oklahoma. Um, uh, oh, so you know, Allie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, um, and I've, I've lived, I've lived between Oklahoma and Texas, like both equally now for half my life, half my life in Texas, half my life in Oklahoma. And mm -hmm. last spring was the very first time that we ever actually had to go to the cellar and oh. see it coming. Oh my gosh. So I totally understand. I will say your experience is probably more traumatic being able to hear it demolish things. We live in a very rural area, so uh -huh. it's not, there's, I mean, there's not a whole lot in its path, obviously our homes, but other than that, you're not going to hear much. 
Yeah. Um, thankfully, it missed us, but it Thank God. the next town over um, and destroyed some of their property. But those are very scary. And here we are um, about to approach tornado season again. <laughs> and I am just praying that we do not have oh, God. to this. I know we had one last night. We had a tornado warning last night. And um, I told her, I like told myself like, we're not, I, if we're going to rent a house, it has to have a basement. It has to have a basement. Well, we couldn't find a house with a basement. So last night, like I'm not familiar with tornadoes. Like coming from California, we have, I have zero idea of like how to prep. All I know is you're supposed to get in the bathtub. That's like all I know. Um, so last night I'm so disoriented and I'm like, what should I bring in there with me? And I see our bike helmet <laughs> and throw those into the bathtub with us. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, but this seems like the best possible, you know, thing I can do. I know it's supposed to be the mattress, but that's, that's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, Crazy. So basically, to sum all of that up, <laughs> walked through a lot of crisis and even mm -hmm. so recently. So that is one of the topics that I really wanted to dive in with you. Um, you sent out an email, very similar to an email I sent out to my people about mm -hmm. what are we supposed to do with our businesses right now, especially mm -hmm. as uh, when this first started, there were very loose restrictions. And now many of us listening to this are mm -hmm. unable to shoot at all without putting ourselves at risk or even at risk of 60 days in jail and a fine on top of that. So, yeah. Yeah. So well, and also what? being out in public, like being out in public, like even if you're allowed to, the optics of it don't really look so good. So I know a lot of people are doing like the, you know, photo shoots with people on their front porch. And I think that's beautiful, but it's also kind of there's some people that are, are like kind of freaking out that people are still going out and doing stuff. So I don't necessarily think that that's bad, but then I also think like, Oh, the optics of it might not look so great all around, you know? So it's just so tough. Yeah, it is for sure. So that's what I want to dive into with you is kind of tell us like, what are you focused on? What are your tips for those of us that while we go through COVID, what, what can we be doing? Should, I know there's a lot of people and I've been saying this over and over and over, but I feel like there's different buckets that people are sitting in. Some people just yes. throw in the towel. They don't want to mm -hmm. even come back to this because they just don't see the light. Um, there's mm -hmm. people who are the complete opposite and I'm kind of in this bucket. I'm going to press mm -hmm. through. I'm still working on mm -hmm. things, I'm still putting myself out there. And then there's a middle bucket of you kind of feel paralyzed to do anything. You want to do something, but you don't know what. And so that's why, um, that's why I really want to hear, like, what are your, what's your advice for all of us in this time? Yeah, I think it might be somewhere in the middle. And like you said, I think that all of us, even though we're all going through COVID, it's still, there's not a, you know, one solution for everybody because all of our stories are so different. And all of us process this like trauma and grief differently. So um, I think what I ended up doing was I made an episode because um, I have this thing called Marissa's World. I made an episode for it. And when I was starting to decide what I was going to do for the episode, I was like, I'm going to give people like this action plan so that they can stay busy. And so that when all this is said and done, um, their businesses are even stronger than, you know, when it, when it started. And then as I started to kind of like process the grief of all this myself, I started moving a lot slower. Like my brain was just like molasses, honestly, because I can usually pump out so much content and like, 
I, you know, I get fired up and energetic and like, it's just, I thrive on doing this kind of thing and like working on my business. And I just saw myself really start to slow down a little bit. And like, so it gave me, I think a little bit more, um, compassion and understanding for those that do, you know, they kind of freeze a little bit or they, um, or like you said, they just can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And, um, I think I kind of got a little bit of perspective on that, um, the other day because, you know, we finally got into our house. We had been moving, we'd been looking, um, set up an office space and I was going, going, going. And then all of a sudden it just hit me. And I was like, I wanted to just nap for like days, <laughs> like truthfully. And I kind of sort of did because I think after just everything and finally slowing down, it caught up with me. But with that said, I think that for me, if somebody did want to like take my actual direction right now, it would be to have an action plan, but create pockets for, (laughs) have it be incredibly flexible because right now our bodies just in our brains, especially are not capable of, of hitting it hard and staying, staying just totally strong the entire time in all honesty. And if we are, we're just kind of like, um, white knuckling it and just like pushing through it. And, um, that's not necessarily healthy either, but at the same time, we, some of us have businesses to save, you know, some of us have, um, like employees to make sure that we, that we can still pay them. I still have like contractors that I paid to do all kinds of stuff, like video work for me and everything. And I have open invoices with them that I need to pay. And I'm not going to be one of those people that's like, Oh, sorry, I can't pay it. Um, so I think like finding the balance of the two of those is, is, is a struggle. Um, but so the action plan that I've kind of put together is I made a list of all these different things that I was going to try to do for my studio during this time. And if I don't get to all of them, that is okay. But what I want to try to do is to create like a routine in the morning. And I know it's different for everybody too, because like, like you said, you have kids at home that you have to (laughs) make sure that they're okay. You know? So I think like all the circumstances are so different. Um, but for me, like, created this action, basically an action list of different ideas and people can download it and, um, kind of like go through each one. But I think if you're having a cash flow issue for sure, running a promotion right now, I think would be the most important thing. So for us, we didn't want to do the, cause if we run a promotion, cause we only do it like two times a year, we hit it hard. Like we're not just going to like throw up a, you know, a cute graphic and be like, Oh, we're having a sale. We kind of design like an entire campaign around it. And we do a summer sale and we do a Black Friday sale. And so what we wanted people to realize, they know that the Black Friday sale is coming every year. And um, that one is our big ticket one. We have to actually limit how many we sell. So I wanted to just relaunch that one because I think that, A, it saves us all this time from creating a whole new campaign. Um, and also our clients understand like, whoa, they're, they're launching this big sale and I'm okay with us looking a little bit vulnerable to them because I think our clients love us. And I don't, I don't, I think they know that every small business is vulnerable right now. Um, so I'm totally okay with even sending out an email of like, you want to, you want to support us? We'd be honored if you bought this Black Friday sale. You can use it as soon as this stay at home assignment lifts. Um, you have three months to come in and use it. So Um, and another reason we're doing the black Friday sale is because I'm all about, uh, Facebook advertising and, and getting all that data with my pixel. So what's cool is I can send out a couple emails 
but I'm also going to do a retargeting ad to anybody who visited our Black Friday sale page, but then also didn't visit the confirmation page. So what this means is that anybody who bought the Black Friday sale before, they're not going to see this ad again, which I don't necessarily think it'd be a big deal if they saw it again. They might actually buy it. So I've been toying with taking that off and just anybody who's landed on that page sees the ad. Um, so that's probably the biggest thing. Um, and then just showing up online and talking about it and posting about it and everything. But I see so many people doing other stuff where they're like, well, I don't necessarily have a massive cash flow issue right now. Or I've heard some photographers say, I was actually able to claim unemployment, so I can't be making any money right now, which I don't know if that's true. Um, I kind of wonder if like you maybe still can make some money. Um, but they are doing like, let's say one gal, Melissa Keith, she did a whole bingo game for her uh, VIP group. And I thought that that was so cute. So it's a great way to keep people engaged and be providing value to people and kind of everybody just needs some joy and humor right now. So I think like bingo, how fun is that? I love it. So, um, I mean, I could keep going and going with different things that we're doing and different things I suggest, but, um, but at the same time, like I said, everybody, I don't want somebody that's, let's say a mom that's trying to take care of their kids and maybe even do some homeschooling stuff. Feel like, Oh crap. Like I'm not doing enough for my business right now and feel any sort of like shame or guilt about that. They're not taking enough action. I think that that's when we might have to, you know, like go into battle, you know, I think it's, that's when I don't, I'd be heartbroken for anybody that maybe loses, loses their business. And, you know, honestly, it's scary for us too, because like I said, I have a whole team to take care of and, you know, I want to make sure that they, I'm giving them projects right now to um, still get hourly pay and stuff. So it's tough. Yeah. So that was a lot of, of good insight into how you guys are handling COVID. And I really, I really appreciate um, the fact that you brought it back to kind of your, your mental health, really, at the end of the day. Um, mm -hmm. I just had a photographer friend reach out to me yesterday, and she was feeling so guilty because she just wanted to detox from social media and mm -hmm. just needed to be present with her kids and her yeah. family. And her brain had gotten to that exhaustion point and she had just voice messaged me yesterday and I basically just like gave her permission. Like, you don't yeah. need to feel bad for this. If you, I mean, like above all, it's your mental health and it's- mm -hmm. Um, if you feel overwhelmed and you're so exhausted and you want to sleep for a week, go do mm -hmm. it. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, and so that's first. And then once you are back in a good place, and again, for me, like I've said, this has been a roller coaster of emotions for me. One day mm -hmm. I am positive Polly. I am pushing through. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. And I'll have mm -hmm. another day where I didn't sleep the night before. I'm so exhausted. I'm, I'm anxious. Like I'm going through. Mm -hmm. And, and there's no right way to be at this time. Uh, we've never seen this. We've already talked about that. Like the world has never seen anything like this before. Um, mm -hmm. Not with us anyway. And so, and who knew that we were going to be at a stay at home orders? We did not. Yeah. Know that, you know? No way. So, 
<laughs> anyway, Crazy. so with all of that being said, like you had some amazing ideas and I'll just share a couple more just so people can have a yeah. list. But, but for me, what I decided to do was I was already big into budgeting and saving and making sure that in case I ever needed it. And I'm so glad I did. Cause guess what? I'm, that's what I'm pulling from is the yeah. savings <laughs> I've set aside for my business and stuff. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. So that's, first of all, I think this is going to teach people to save more than anything. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But also, I really wanted to spend this time, maybe not so much with the cash flow, but really um, allowing myself to build more as an authority figure to help other photographers. And so mm -hmm. this week I'm running a free Instagram challenge, which a lot of the people listening are in it. We had over oh, cool. 50 people sign up for it, which is amazing. And the connections awesome. we've been able to make with each other, learning new techniques, um, making new friends, like keeping each other positive during all of this. Cause the worst thing is, is being alone and feeling like you have no one to relate to. Yeah. And, yeah, and I, the life of an, an entrepreneur, sorry to cut you off, oh, the life of a, I just feel like the life of, the, of an entrepreneur can be very lonely sometimes. So I love that you're making community like that. Photographers need it. Absolutely. Um, and so I was thinking of a way also, um, I knew that I was eventually going to launch like a workshop type thing that was going to be virtual. And I didn't know when the right time was. And I just feel like all the pieces kind of fell into place. So after we do this Instagram challenge, we will also be moving into a paid virtual workshop of learning all the things. So everything we talk about giving people a strategy to put in place for their own Instagram, their own social media marketing and that kind of thing, which again, like this is the best time to invest in yourself and your education. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because the one thing that we always complain about is that we don't have time. I know, so exactly. All yes. All the time. <laughs> all the time. So again, I love the action steps of doing one thing to move your business forward, even if it's simple, like mm -hmm. anything from reorganizing your studio, if you have one, to mm -hmm. going on the back end. This is something that I've been doing is working on my workflows um, and getting people better set up, making sure that if there was a missing piece or an email people weren't getting that I get that fixed and we figure Yeah, I love that. Yes. So there's so many things. I think I think it just goes back to understanding that there is no formula for this. It's figuring out what's best for you and your business, but also understanding that this isn't game over. Like your business yeah. doesn't have to be over. And that's the main message that I want people to hear is just take some action, no matter how small or big, and just know that you're going to get your job back. <laughs> it's going yeah. to be back to normal. Well, and nobody, nobody can take being a photographer away from us. Like the truth yeah. is like the only thing that never changes is that there's always change. Change is not something that we can avoid. It's definitely something I've learned over the past like five years, especially. So even if your business looks different after this, and the reality is probably a lot of ours will, you can't take away the core of who we are and our knowledge as photographers. And that is something that, you know, maybe if we walk away from this and some people, and I've talked to some people that have had to consider closing, or I think they might have closed their studio. And, um, and it's like, well, you're just gonna, you're gonna adapt. You're gonna do on location shoots you're, until you can get back there, even if that's where you want to get back to. And sometimes I know for me in life, when I get rerouted and I have like 
my, like, I, I don't want to, like, I have my feet firmly planted where I am. And I'm like, I don't want to be rerouted anywhere. Like, I love this. I love this. I love this. No, no, no. Eventually I realized that it was actually a beautiful thing that happened and that, um, and I'm grateful that I was rerouted in a direction I did not want to go, you know? So I think that if we can just be open to this change and wherever we end up getting kind of ushered, whatever we get ushered into, that it can be beautiful, even if it's different. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. We're just going to have to end on this note because it's, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Marissa, how can people get connected with you and follow you online? Um, I think the best way is just the Boudoir Divas Instagram. I have so much out there. I need to just create one, you know, if you go to the BoudoirDivas.com, that'll work. But there's so much more available, and I think I'm better at uh, putting it all on Instagram. So if you go on Instagram and you go to the link in my profile, uh, there's a link tree there that'll take you to like all these different options. Whether you like want to do a destination shoot with us, or if you want to uh, be a part of Marissa's World, where it's kind of like the Netflix for boudoir photographers. That I make a new episode every month, um, or I'm doing a big catapult. I call it the catapult strategy. This is for more advanced photographers that really, really want to level up their business. It has 12 missions in it and we accomplish those together. Um, so yeah, all that's there. If you just go to our Instagram, it's at the Boudoir Divas. I love it. Marissa, this has been so awesome. I hope that people walk away feeling inspired and ready to take action or to take a nap for a week. (laughs) I know, right? Exactly. But okay. Thank you. It's been such an honor having you and getting some insight into your personal story and how you're navigating crisis. Thank you for having me, Brooke. And thank you for what you're doing with the photography community. I just appreciate you sharing so much and bringing people together. It's awesome. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> if you haven't already and you are loving this podcast, would you take just a second and hit that subscribe button? This will automatically deliver new episodes to your phone every Thursday. And if you want to go above and beyond, I would love for you to leave an honest rating and review. This helps other photographers find the show and get the support they need. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll meet you back here next week.